Is it hard for you to make sense of what's going on in our world today? As I watch from the East Coast what is going on in California, I cannot help but wonder why the citizens of California tolerate the patent double standards of their state government. A governor who is in the pocket of teachers unions, attacks on religious faith at the same time liberal activism is celebrated. There are few topics that I care more about than kids, education, and religious freedom. Here's why we are witnessing the perfect storm of all three today. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving, tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. My goal is to keep you informed and to be your spokesman in Washington, D.C. Please subscribe to my show below, hit the bell, and comment on what topics you would like me to cover next. I'm covering California today because of a viewer suggestion. So I read every comment and I take that into account when I'm planning what information I'm going to share with you. I have two reflections about the California news and attacks on religious faith to share with you today. First, the governor of California abused his power when he prevented local school districts, parochial schools, and private schools from reopening this fall. His decision also has the effect of benefiting government-run schools over Catholic and independent schools. I'm going to link down below to this excellent editorial in today's Wall Street Journal. It is entitled Politicians versus Catholic Education. And to give you a little idea of what's going on in California, I'm going to quote from the editorial. California Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday forbids schools, both public and private, from reopening until the state, i.e. the teachers union, declares it is safe. Chalk it up as another sad example of politicians putting the interests of unions over kids, end quote. So L.A., San Diego, and San Francisco had already announced that they would use virtual learning this fall, but smaller districts like Orange County were planning to bring the students back into the classrooms and do a more normal school year for the children, probably because they were following the advice of the Academy of American Academy of Pediatrics and other doctors and scientific organizations that are talking about the harm that comes to children with this disruption that we're seeing, which was pretty shocking in the spring. But as it continues to go on, kids are going to really lose ground. And a lot of children get a big part of their nutrition from school lunch programs. And certainly being able to have the children in school and learning also affects the parents' ability to return to a more regular work schedule as well. So same with many of the Catholic schools in California, they were trying to reopen and have the children physically present in their schools as well. So this was a statement in the Wall Street Journal editorial from the Archdiocese Superintendent of Schools, Paul Escala in LA. He said, quote, our goal is to strike a balance between preventing the spread of COVID-19 and providing children with the education, nutrition, physical activity, and mental health benefits provided through the reopening of Catholic schools. 
The editorial goes on to explain how Catholic schools have been struggling in recent years, even before the pandemic, in part because there's competition from charter schools that are free through uh, government support, and Catholic schools obviously cost some amount of money. Not all the children can be on scholarships, and there has been a decline of vocations in Catholic in the Catholic world too. So that makes it harder to staff these schools as well. So a lot of non-Catholic families send their kids to Catholic schools because they want the character-building formation of the Catholic schools. They feel like they get a better education for their kids in these Catholic schools. So this is, affects not just Catholic families and Catholic students, it affects all those families that want to take advantage of Catholic education for their children. So the editorial goes on to say, but on average, tuition at Catholic schools runs between $1,000 and $4,000 less than what states spend per pupil to ed educate kids at public schools. If Catholic schools could find a way to open safely, what excuse do public schools have for staying closed? Some religious schools had reported an increase in interest from parents who want to send their kids back to school. Forgive us for being cynical, but Mr. Newsom's decision to close private schools will have the effect of reducing competition for union-run schools, especially considering that he's allowing private daycare centers to stay open, end quote. So the Wall Street Journal, which is a bastion of free market and uh, competition, is seeing that there's an economic reason why Governor Newsom wants to keep these private school closed in California, because parents were indicating interest in having their kids go back and be physically present in school, and they were exploring possibilities in private, independent, parochial Catholic schools to make sure that their kids could go back and be physically present in school. So that's one aspect that would draw students away from the public schools. But more importantly, it would put pressure on the public schools in opposition to what the teachers unions are trying to extract from taxpayers and from parents and saying, hey, if the Catholic schools and the independent schools can open safely with proper health precautions in place, then why aren't the public schools opening? So it would give it would give away the teachers' unions' arguments that health mandates or dictates that they go to fully virtual learning instead of a hybrid model or instead of the children being physically present in schools with proper safer safety precautions. So quoting from the editorial, as Congress debates another huge spending bill, it should stipulate that only districts and schools, public or private, that reopen for a classroom instruction will receive federal money, and, end quote. So I'm curious about your views about this. Do you think that federal funds, which are a smaller part of the entire outlay by taxpayers for children's education, do you think federal funds should be conditioned on schools reopening and allowing allowing children to be physically present in the schools, uh, which promotes physical activity, nutrition, mental health, social camaraderie, and I think better learning by the children as opposed to these Zoom classes or virtual classes. 
Now then, we have to go into this other topic of what else is happening in California. There are broader problems in California, how the liberal government of California is treating houses of worship. I'm going to link down below to this article by a friend of mine who is also a great writer and a great reporter, Joan Desmond. The article is entitled Church versus State in San Francisco Shutdown Showdown. So quoting from Joan's excellent piece, months after San Francisco civic officials closed local businesses and barred religious services in a bid to contain the spread of the novel coronavirus, Catholic churches were finally expecting to hold Sunday masses June 15th, much to the relief of thousands of Catholic parishioners who celebrated the return to a semblance of normalcy. The indoor masses in parishes throughout the Archdiocese of San Francisco, begun in mid-June, barely lasted two weeks. Today, only outdoor masses and funerals limited to 12 are permitted, end quote. So we're seeing that the there was this reaction to the coronavirus, the businesses and churches and synagogues and other houses of worship in California were shut down. And then there was this effort to allow them to continue to meet subject to certain government restrictions. And we're seeing all of this activity by the government to limit a fundamental constitutional right of the freedom of religion, which in part is worship, gathering together, those things that we understand are vital parts of the exercise of religion. And yet we're seeing that in contrast to what was happening, what was being allowed in California under the guise of the constitutional right of peaceful assembly. And yet we saw all those videos that it wasn't peaceful assembly. These these uh, protesters morphed into mobs, into violence, into looting, into destruction of public property, public displays. And I think you couldn't have a starker contrast between the views of the people in government making these rules on the freedom of religion versus what they were allowing supposedly under the First Amendment uh, constitutional right of peaceful assembly. So going on in Jones' article, quote, on June 29th, city attorney Dennis Herrera sent a letter to the Archdiocese of San Francisco directing its parishes to cease and desist indoor public masses. The city allowed the Archdiocese just one day to comply with the order. The letter charged that local Catholic churches had failed to adhere to public health protocols for worship services and said the city had received numerous complaints of infractions, including the failure of some congregants and pastors to wear masks. Talk about a double standard. So on the churches there and the people who practice their faith, they're clamping down on them and saying, you're not following the letter of the law, and we're going to completely take away your rights to your fundamental constitutional freedom of religion, and we are going to enforce these draconian measures on you. And this is at the same time when everyone across America and indeed across the world can see that the protesters are not being subject to similar restraints. And in fact, they're being encouraged by these liberal politicians in California and across 
the country. So I think in this article, I'm going to quote from it a little bit more. People are noticing this. They're not dumb. They see the double standard and it offends them. Quoting from the article, dozens of people eat at restaurants on the streets around my church without masks. Father Joseph Illo, pastor of the Star of the Sea Church in San Francisco, wrote in a July 2nd email to parishioners. The mayor addresses hundreds of people in a protest at City Hall, many of whom wear no masks, he added. And the city is telling my church that we cannot have a gathering of more than 12 people outside for an activity that is specifically protected by the U.S. Constitution. So that is all there for the entire country, the entire world to see. A second reflection that I would like to share with you is that while there's this effort to benefit government-run schools in California and to limit gatherings of people of faith for not following the rules, we see something really disturbing going on that is getting very, very little mainstream media coverage. The second reflection that I have for you is that bad actors are targeting churches and religious images, which should disturb and outrage all Americans of any faith or no faith at all. I'm going to link down below to this article entitled, After Statue is Toppled in L.A. Catholic, in LA California Catholic Conference of Bishops Says Father Junipero Serra Fought for Better Treatment of Native Americans. I had not heard of Father Junipera Serra before he started being targeted for cancellation in California. I'm interested to learn if you've heard of him. Have you heard of him before? Do you have any impression of this father? Do you have any personal information about him that you would like to share with viewers of this show? So reading from this article, quote, now the... the um, the statue is toppled in L.A., so the local organization of Catholics, their uh, representatives, have this statement to say. The California Catholic Conference of Bishops said in response that Sarah actually fought to have Native Americans treated with respect. Quote, the historical truth is that Sarah repeatedly pressed Spanish authorities for better treatment of the Native American communities, the statement read. He made great sacrifices to defend and serve the indigenous population. If that is not enough to legitimize a public statue in the state that he did so much to create, then virtually every historical figure from our nation's past will have to be removed from for their failings measured in light of today's standards, end quote. Well, that's exactly what they're trying to do. And another statue of Sarah was recently brought down in San Francisco, and there's a debate going on about a Sarah statue in Ventura, California. And Sarah was canonized by Pope Francis in September 2015. So the woke Pope Francis canonized Sarah recently in 2015. And it is fascinating that that's not enough for the people who want to destroy the history in California, 
particularly the religious faith-based history in California. So I'm going to link down to another article that tells about how this is not just about this one particular saint. It goes way beyond that. The article I'm going to link down below is entitled Christ Statue Beheaded in New Catholic Statue Attacks. Quoting from this article, Recent weeks have seen a rolling series of acts of vandalism and destruction at Catholic churches across the United States, including arsons, decapitations, and graffiti. But while some of the incidents have been caught on camera, in most cases, the perpetrators and their motivations have not yet been identified. In recent weeks, Catholic religious statues in California, Missouri, and other places have been toppled or vandalized by protesters including several of St. Juniperio Sarah. While some attacks on statues, most notably in California, have been committed in public by large groups with clear political affiliations, the perpetrators of other acts, including those against the images of the Virgin Mary and Christ, have not been identified, end quote. So think about that. What is happening in California? Groups of protesters, they shouldn't be called protesters if they're vandalizing things and destroying property and destroying uh, images and statues, but this article calls them protesters, and that's a common refrain, but they're really vandals. They are doing these destructive acts in California. They're seen all across the country, and we're seeing that it's being replicated across the country, and not just this one saint, but we're seeing it for statues of the Virgin Mary. There was a statue of Mary in New York, I believe, or maybe it was Boston, that had spray paint painted on it, idol. And there was a statue of Christ that was decapitated. And so these are not these are not just things that are happening in California. When the government fails to act to punish that illegal behavior then it ripples not across just California, it ripples across the entire country. So I'm going to link to another, another article uh, down below entitled, Catholic Churches Burned, Vandalized Over the Weekend. Where's the outrage? So this article says, quote, Activist Sean King called for all images depicting Jesus as a, quote, white European, end quote, and his mother to be torn down because they're forms of, quote, white supremacy and racist propaganda. And this article goes on to say, <clears throat> a slew of Catholic churches from Florida to California were burned and vandalized over the weekend as police continue to investigate whether or not they are connected to protests targeting symbols and statues. One person tweeted, why is this not the biggest story of the day? I agree with him. Why is it not the biggest story of the day? The article goes on to quote Sean Folkt, a California worship leader and pastor, commenting on the incidents, and he asked, where is the outrage? Quoting further from the article, around the same time as the Florida incident where someone rammed his car into a church, a 249-year-old a Catholic church in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles caught fire. So here is a church that's almost 250 years old. The San Gabriel Church, which was undergoing renovations for its upcoming 250th anniversary, went up in flames around 4 a.m., burning the roof and the insides of the church. 
I'm going to link down below to a Federalist article entitled Catholic Churches and Statues Burned, Vandalized in a String of Targeted Attacks. And I think this quote so encapsulates my thoughts on these things that are happening in California and rippling out across the country. Quote, given the climate of the country where violent mobs of extremists are increasingly aggressive and emboldened in destroying historic monuments and religious iconography, public officials must remain vigilant in safeguarding the constitutionally guaranteed right to the free exercise of religion, which necessarily includes the rights of churches to have their property protected. This was said by C.J. Doyle. And I could not agree more with this statement. You're seeing this emergency action by liberal governments, in particular California, New York, shutting down the ability of people to worship, which during this time, there's a great spiritual need for that of all faiths. And we're seeing that there's a lot of despair in the country, and that affects our health just as much as these other things do. And we're seeing that these liberal politicians are supporting protests as constitutionally guaranteed, and they're throwing away the health considerations aside. They're putting them aside. And they are abdicating their duty, these liberal politicians, to protect private property and to protect these churches because this is a fundamental part of who we are as a people and how we were founded and how we want to continue to go forward into the future. So in conclusion, we see government action in California against faith-based schools and against faith gatherings and services. We also know that this same government is encouraging protests, which can quickly turn into mobs, looting, and vandalism. Is the government of California using the pandemic to punish people of faith and to tighten its grip of, on power? What do you think? We are also seeing disturbing, violent targeting of churches and symbols of religious faith. This should outrage everyone. History shows it doesn't end well when we allow leftists to burn churches and to attack religious faith generally. What will you do today to reject these attacks on religious faith? I'm going to ask you to do two things today. Politely call out Governor Newsom on social media and via his contact form down below for abusing his power in the furtherance of helping teachers unions and harming religious and independent schools in California to the detriment of children and their families. Secondly, if there's a faith community near you that has been the target of violence and destruction, reach out and see if you can help offer to clean up the damage or contribute to the rebuilding of the statue or the church. I thought that after the 9-11 attack, we should have rebuilt the World Trade Center buildings as a symbol, instead of creating a new design, but as a symbol that they could be rebuilt. And I think that same thing applies to the damaged churches and statues that we have around the country, and particularly in California right now. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. Please subscribe below, hit the bell so you don't miss a daily episode, and comment down below on this weighty topic, and let me know if there are any topics you would like me to cover in the future. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.